Welcome to uh, The Unbroken Ground. This is Season 2, Episode 5. We have heard it with our ears. So, um, been talking a little bit about the salvation and what it means to be saved and how we can talk about salvation and, and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Um, so, I wanted to address kind of a, a situation that I think that comes up in the life of, of all believers and as I address that, I hope that I'm able to answer a few questions or at least bring some comfort. Uh, and going to be using Psalm 44. The uh, first line of that, of course, is we have heard it with our own ears, which is why I am uh, titling that this, this is the title of this podcast. So hopefully you enjoy that. Uh, if you have any questions, again, you can always reach me at Facebook forward slash The Unbroken Ground, or you can email me at TheUnbrokenGround at gmail.com. Uh, let's dive in. So, so Psalm 44, it says this. Uh, we have heard it with our ears, O God. Our, our ancestors have told us what you did in their days, in days long ago. With your hand you drove out the nations and planted our ancestors. You crushed the peoples and made our ancestors flourish. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. You are my king and my God. Who decrees, who decrees victories for Jacob? Though, you, though through you we push back our enemies, through you, through your name... We trample our foes. I put no trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory, but you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long, and we will praise your name forever. But now you have rejected us and humbled us. You no longer go out with our armies. You made us retreat before the enemy, and our adversaries have plundered us. You gave us up to be devoured like sheep and have scattered us among the nations. You sold your people for a pittance, gaining nothing from their cell. You have made us a reproach to our neighbors, the scorn and derision of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations. The people shake their heads at us. I live in disgrace all day long, and my face is covered with shame. At the taunts of those who reproach and revile me because of the enemy who is bent on revenge. All this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. Our hearts had, turned, had not turned back. Our feet had not strayed from your path. But you crushed us and made us a haunt for jackals. You covered us over with deep darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered it, since he knows the secrets of the heart? Yet for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake, Lord. Why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. So, so there surely is a tension um, that exists here in the psalm. Uh, and maybe even you feel that a little bit as, as, as I read through that. Um, there is there is a the sense of God. We know what you've done in the past. We've 
our ancestors have told us about it. And and this is something that's very big for especially like the, the, the Israelites um, because they were very much, they were built on this um, continued story of being God's chosen people. So from Adam and Eve to, to Noah, to Noah, to Abraham, to Abraham, to Moses, to Moses, to the kings, um, few other people in there in between but but that's the bit like they 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 trace their stories and lineage and the and the really the golden thread that runs through all of that is God's the direction and provision and um, so they start off and they say God we, we've heard the stories about what you've done we've known your your our ancestors told just told us about what you've done and and they also would have heard the stories about what happens if they if people turn away uh, because that was a that was a constant cycle for the Israelites for a long time. I mean, I don't know if they ever got out of that cycle where they would be um, very very strict and good at following God's word, and then they would uh, stray. And and when they when they became when they when they strayed off path, then that's when um, the bad things would happen, and and they would um, they would lose their. Um, all of their uh, territory and they'd be conquered and they'd, they'd have to cry out to God and as they come back from the repentance then God would come and save them and that, and that was the cycle. So they understood that cycle. And, and they also I think fully understood that the only reason they were in the promised land is this is what they're talking about is living in this land that God had given them was because God had brought them there. It wasn't. It wasn't because they had uh, military might. It wasn't because they had better military strategy. Um, no, it was. It was that God brought them um, by His power, by His hand, um, and um, and and so that's a that's a, an interesting um, place to be, because if you if you if you're totally beholden to God's power, which they are saying that they were, um, then they always have to be relied upon that, and which is not a bad thing. Was, you know, so much of I think so much of our culture uh, shies away from being beholden to um, relying on anybody of, of saying that anybody has a greater power or or I'm I'm not the king of my own destiny that I'm not in charge of the captain of my soul that I am not directing things as 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 I would. Um, we, we shy away from that because we're like, no, we're in charge. You know, I, I can do it. I, a little hard work, a little, I can make that money. I can, I can get healthy. I can do whatever X is. And I can put my mind, my energy, my strength to it, and I will accomplish it. And yet all of Israel actually has this, this psalm where they're singing this, this very reminder that's like, we, we're just here because God brought us here. It's by God's good pleasure that we've come here. It's, it's not because we were a better, uh, we had better military tactics or we had a stronger army. Uh, it's, it's just because we had God. And, and they recognize that. They recognize that. They're like, God, you, you're it. You're my king. You're my God. You're the reason I'm here. You're the reason that we are in this land. Um, and, and we, and, and now we're losing, um, God, now things aren't going like we want them to go. We relied on you. We were, we're, we're still relying on you and, and, and God, I don't know where you're at. I mean, that, that's like the, that's like the hard right that the Psalm makes, right? That, that from from this this place where it's it's just admitting that we didn't the Israelites the people of God did not by their own power come to the place that they were and yet 
and and they would understand it would be clear they would they would say it would be even clear that if they had turned away why god would allow enemies to win why god would allow enemies and foreign people to invade and and in the current situation that they found themselves in they just didn't have answers and so so they 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 remind themselves of who God was and who God is and who God will be. Um, so that's that first part is is in that sense of we know the ancestors have told us how how we took the land. Uh, we know who God was, and and we know who God is. Um, but but God, we we have questions um, because because we 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 didn't fall into sin or fall away. We didn't turn our, our backs on you. We didn't, and yet these enemies are, are winning these enemies are 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 trampling over us their their armies are are scoring victories against us they the the people of the land they the that they're seeking out revenge they're um, they're no longer fearful of the name of the lord because they're these people are easily conquered and they it says that they look at them they, they shake their heads in sadness they their name they become a byword of like don't be like the israelites don't be like them because their god for so for has forsaken them and and they says like, they live, i live in disgrace all day long um and and then it, it comes to the end where it's like the gotta know who you should be and, and gotta know who you will be and and obviously <clears throat> the psalmist here does not think that um, that God's asleep that's that's not the point it's not it's not this point that he think that he's thinking that God is asleep rather it is this point that he seems to be um, distracted or unable or unwilling um, to do all the things that he said he can and will do. And so the psalmist says, wake up. Why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. And then, and then it ends with this. It says, rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. So, th so this whole psalm has a who God was, who God is, and who God will be. And, and the, that ending there is, is super important because it's a reminder that um, God, God is still the God of unfailing love, and he will be that way, even if you don't see it, if he, even if he doesn't rise up and, and restore the nation as, it, as they want him to do in this place. He is still the God who has unfailing love. Um, and, and this is a little bit hard for us as humans, I think, to, to wrap our brains around because um, we are so keyed into this idea that um, if God is good, if God loves us, then we just simply won't have to deal with any trials or tribulations. There, our life will just be simple and easy, and, and we won't have to struggle. Um, and and there's this there's this... I think the psalm, so, so, so there's two things that I think that um, uh, bring uh, to attention. Um, and one of them is that I think the, the psalm itself um, is, was left in the worship of God's people for a reason. And, and, and one of the reasons that it was left there is that because the Israelites were going to go through a time when they when they felt like God had left them and not because of the sin 
that they had committed, and, and not because of any grossly bad things they did. Now, granted, let's just let's be honest, like people are people, and so they were not perfect, so God could have pointed to something in the camp that said, this is, this is sin, I can't be around this, but, but, they're, but they're generally, in the, the history of how things go for the Israelites, is there generally is a, a kind of a, um, a patient God who waits till things get really bad. And so the sons of Korah, they're like, hey, we, we know that um, there are times in our history where we turned away God. We were the ones that left. Um, like we saw how you wanted us to live and we saw like that we knew that we should not um, worship other gods. We saw all of that and yet we just we decided we were going to do that anyway. We were going to worship other gods. And, um, and, and judges, like the book of Judges, you see that. And the kings, the book of Kings, you see that. You see the kings that are good. You see the judges that are good. But you, you, you see that cycle. There's a cycle where, um, as I talked about, and the Israelites went through this when coming out of Egypt. Um, that that they they would have they would cry out to God. God would do some miraculous things, rescue them. They would they would live, and the 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 longer they lived, the further away they got away from the rescue. The further away they moved from God, they became more sinful. They began to worship other gods. They they didn't listen to God's laws until things got bad again, and then they would cry out because they were in the impression or they they couldn't win any battles, and so God would come and rescue them. They would live close to God, and then as they get further away from that rescue, there would be so there was this constant cycle that was going on, even um, amongst the, when they had judges, uh, even amongst the time when they had kings. They just they just continued down this path where um, they, they the people, and, and I think uh, we do the same thing with our lives in, in some ways, um, which is, you know, we, when, when things are not going the way we want them to, a lot of times we, uh, we'll, we, we would get... Um, We'll get closer. Like we'll be like, all right, I'm gonna take this whole God thing for seriousness, because things are not going like I want. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into like fasting and praying, and and then as things start to even out and you start to see things turn your way, then then you start and you're like, oh, I don't have to fast that much. Oh, I don't have to pray that much. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to I don't have to meet with Jesus that much. And so we start to to slip away, and then. Um, just naturally, as as those things slip away, um, things start to go poor again. Uh, things start to and and so, what happens is, is you come back and you go, oh, I guess I do need to be doing all these things. I guess I do need to be praying. I guess I do need to be fasting. I guess I do. And and so it kind of becomes that same cycle of, um, that we uh, kind of live in that same way a lot of times where we're like, oh yeah, uh, you know things are not going, and so I so I'll get closer to God. Um, but there, but there's then the other side of things um, that's a little bit more Job-like. Uh, that's a little bit more um, what some people call the dark night of the soul, which is just that there was nothing super um, out of whack, but it just seems like God moved. It just seems like you lost your connection. Uh, that 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 God was. I, 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 and I, I've written a blog about this a little bit and, and I talked about this probably a lot uh, so it's no secret that I keep coming back to that but um, that, that God's playing hard to get um, that, that uh, for some reason even though you really you really are, are focused on praying to him even though you're really focused on reading his word even though you are you know, devoted to him 
Uh, things just continue to not go your way on this earth. And, and I mean, look at, if you look at the life of Paul, like, there's a, there's a reality that Paul lived in, that he was constantly being chased, he was constantly being, uh, you know, in the wilderness, he was constantly, he was shipwrecked, he was being thrown in prison, he was trained, he was chained to, to guards, and, and it was just, that was his life. And yet out of that, Paul writes all these things like in Philippians where he's like, the gospel can't be changed. And in Romans, he's like, we're more than conquerors. No weapon formed against me will, will prosper. And Romans 8, he's like, all things work together for the good of those who love God according to his good purposes. And you're like, Paul, great. That's awesome, dude. You, you, you've, been, you've been lashed 49 times, multiple times, 49 at, at a time. Uh, you you got thrown over a cliff with rocks thrown on you and 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 yet you survived that stoning. Uh, you were shipwrecked. You lit. You know you were you you got bit by snakes. You got. I mean, it's like, all right, Paul. How how do you how do you balance like the truth of what you're saying with the reality of what's going on? And 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 I do think that it's not just a reality. Um, rejecting kind of understanding of life, um, because I think there's 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 a um, there is a possibility that people could just not deal with reality, um, and and so and some of that is a little bit about like like Buddhism, right? Is like it's just it's just that there's not actually suffering. Like if you could just if you could just get to the point where you realize I'm not attached to anything and so I don't actually have suffering then I've reached nirvana, and so it's not it's not Paul's not has not saying that like Paul is not going, yeah I can't wait the next time I get forty nine lashes or fifty lashes minus one as he calls it I can't wait for the next time that I get rocks dropped on me of people who hate me so much they want to kill me I can't wait till I have to spend another night in prison. How glorious is that? Like those those are good times. I don't I don't think Paul is saying that. I don't I don't even think Paul is like trying to um, put on a Pollyanna uh, kind of attitude and just be like, well, if you just if you just keep a stiff upper lip about it, you'll be fine. Um, but what I think I think what Paul is saying is that despite the circumstances, I mean the circumstances exist. But despite the circumstances, much of the same with Psalm 44, despite the circumstances, we know who God is, and we know who he was. And, and specifically, Paul would go, I look back and I see the cross, and I see Jesus suffering on the cross, and because, because I can see Jesus suffering on the cross, I can see his life lived, his resurrection, I have hope. I know who God was. I know what he did. I know who he is. Like, that same God who, who did the resurrection, who did the... the, the you know, the lead, leading the Israelites out of Egypt, the Red Sea, the, the same one that had Noah's Ark, the, all of that. He's like, it's still the same God. So I know who he is. And, and, I, and I know who he was. I know who he was. And I know who he is. Because, because Paul would say, Peter, uh, Peter says it, but Paul would agree, God doesn't change. Like God, God, the God who did all the miraculous things in the Old Testament, and the and Jesus who did miraculous things in the New Testament. Um, of course, you want to just go Jesus in the Old Testament was doing those miraculous things with God because he's part of the Trinity. 
more power to you. I'm, I just don't want to take the time to try to explain that. So if that's where you want to land, please do. Um, I land there. But um, So we know what God has done. And we know that, that God doesn't change. And so we know what his character is about what's happening now. Um, even if we can't see it. Uh, even if we don't know it. Even if, we, even if we're not aware. And, and part of that um, is because we have such a limited view of, of, the, of the kingdom of God because we can only see uh, the parts that we uh, get to participate in. And so since we're not seeing the whole, the world picture, the kingdom picture, the, the picture that is full of, that fills the earth, that, that surrounds, the, like, that, that makes up the whole of creation and civilization and time and on, we don't see that. And so a lot of times we, because it's incomplete, it's hard for us to see what God is doing in the moment. Psalm 44, God, why have you forsaken? Why have you? Why have you turned your face away? God, wake up, rouse yourself. We have not turned away, and yet our enemies are on the move, and and they're winning. And and even for Paul, I think Paul kind of um, kind of felt that at times. He kind of felt that, and then he would go, "Yep, it looks like this, but I know that the actual truth is this." Um, and again, not as a Pollyanna, not as just like a, like if it's raining outside and you're just like, okay, well, I love rain then. I just love getting soaked in the rain. That's just the greatest thing ever. Uh, maybe you feel that way, but really you're just like, no, I'm just, I'm just faking it. Um, and, and Paul, I don't think was doing that. I think Paul was like, yeah, these, these things seem bad. Um, but I know that circumstances are not my God, that that my feelings are not my God, that my fears are not my God. And so I know that there is more at work here. I know what God's moving and he's doing things and he's got big things going. And I think there's no clearer example than, than um, when he was in, in prison uh, in, in uh, Macedonia, that, that um, when after, after uh, sending the, the demon out of the, the girl who's telling the, telling the fortunes and uh, being mobbed and, and put into to prison and, and Paul and, and Silas are singing praises at the midnight hour, chained to the wall after being beaten bloody for crimes they didn't really commit. And, and uh, they're just singing praises because what else do you do at midnight chained to a wall in a Roman prison waiting for a trial that, <clears throat> that, that you don't deserve, that you are innocent of. And, and here comes this earthquake, right? And then Paul's like, hey, dude, don't, don't worry. No one's left yet. Don't kill yourself. And the guard's like, hey, well, while we're here, how, what do I do to be saved? And Paul's like, yeah, yeah, I knew what I was doing here. I mean, I don't think Paul was like, I know what's going to happen next. But I think, I think he clearly would say, Man, I, I am here. Um, God's going to do something. God's going to do something with this. And I may or may not see that. Um, and, and I think that's the hardest thing for us to grasp because um, we are so finite uh, because we don't see the whole plan. Um, we want everything to have meaning. Uh, there's, a, there's a great um, Postal Service song that... Um, <laughs> That, that's about making a movie and, and um, wanting every line to have meaning, so much so that it's absurd. Uh, and, and I think it actually points to the fact that all, we all, um, I heard that, 
let's just say that last, I mean, author inspiration and last weekend I was at uh, Winter Extreme and the and I guess there's this uh, trend going around like main character and in, uh, energy, um, which is the idea that we're all just the main characters of the story and and so we all are the important ones, but what 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 happens with that is that um, we need we try to make everything in our life make sense without being able to see the whole picture. Um, you know, I, I, when I was in college, I had a friend that um, nearly lost his life in a, in a hiking incident. He, he, he slid, he was going down a side of a mountain and they lost the trail and he went where he thought was a trail and it wasn't and he slid. And um, they, there were some miraculous things that happened. And and uh, he got saved. He was he was he was saved. Uh, he had like a broken hips and broken neck. Um, and I can remember having the conversation because somebody had the conversation with me. I was like, well, you know, God's gonna gonna use this. And and even at that age, I mean, I was like twenty three, so definitely or twenty two. I was definitely not wise by any standards. But even at that, I was like, but what if he doesn't? Like. What if there's never ever a really clear reason for all the things that happen, and and even a big thing like this where you fell down the side of a mountain? What if what if there's never a clear answer where God says, "Hey, remember remember when that happened? Yeah, let me show you what's gonna happen." I, I, what if I mean I mean I get it that that people when terrible things happen in people's lives. Like one of the things as Christians, like we want to say or we want to do is like, hey, God's gonna turn this for good. But but what we mean by that is that you're going to see the reasons that this happened, and it's gonna make sense. But really, there's just some things in this life that are so terrible, so horrible, so so soul destroying that there's really no way to make it good. Um, The side of her, the side of heaven, and I think the question is: Are are we okay with that? And that's where we get into this: Is God who He said He was? And and if He is, which I do believe He is, are we okay with knowing that? As the psalmist said, God, I don't know why You turned away. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. But I know that you will rec rescue and redeem us because you are the God of unfailing love. And I think, um, I think so much of the the personalization of Christianity that we have made in America, which means that all everything is about us. Um, and and not a whole lot is about the community of the church, like what community you belong to. Like the story is about is my story, and um, and so because of that, a lot of times we want to say, okay, God, but but how do you how are you bringing redemption back to my hurt and my pain? And I want to like show me, I want to know. And, and sometimes it's just not clear in the grand scheme of, of history and life how, how that happens and, and, and the way that ha that happens.
And then, then we're faced with this moment like the psalmist at the end of the song where, and, and this is one of those, um, this is one of those strange psalms to me, um, but it just, it just makes sense. Uh, and I'll explain, I'll unpack that in just a second. But, but we get to the end of the psalm, and usually psalms start with like this, like there is a, there's kind of a, a valley, but if we, as we get to the end, we say, but I'm still gonna praise God. Like, I, things don't look good, but I'm still gonna praise God. Um, and this psalm doesn't end that way. Psalm 44 ends on this note of, God, will you, will you rescue? And it's, it's a question. It's not a, it's not a definitive statement. And, and I think, and so then, then there's a purpose for me why this psalm is in there. Why did God say, hey, God, I, guys, I want you, this is, we're going to make sure that this gets into the Bible. Because the, the, the Bible, as I've heard and said several times, is both timely and timeless. It meant something to the people as they were first singing those songs, and it means something to believers today. Um, it might be different about what it means, but it means something. And so... Um, so here's what I think, why it's in there, and why there's several other psalms like it. That sometimes, as Christians, as followers of God, as disciples of Christ, we are going to find ourselves in a, in a situation, a circumstance, um, a stage, a season of life where we can't explain what it is that God's doing. And, and it's really not because you've, you've had some kind of deep, dark, secret sin. It's not because you've turned away or because you've stopped worshiping or because you've, you've decided to go off on your own. Um, it just is the way the world has moved. It's just the way that, that things came together. And, and it's like, well, God... But I thought, I thought that you were going to, you know, make me lay and down in, in pastures and, and buy still waters. And you were, and surely uh, goodness and mercy was following me all of the, every day of my life. And, and, and yet, here I am, God, I just don't understand all the things. I don't, I can't make sense of it. And, and it's at those points that we, as followers of Christ, just have to find our ways to, to trust and find faith. I, mean, I think if you look at the disciples, oh, they thought that Jesus was going to establish a kingdom in, a, in such a different way than what Jesus did. They thought he was coming to be the king. They were ready to crown him, and they were ready to fight over who was going to sit at his right hand and his left hand and rule that earthly kingdom, that to have that power. Yet on that Friday, they watched their friend and savior and Messiah be beaten, tortured, hung on a cross and die. And I, I, I just have to imagine that there was a lot of questions that the disciples had on Friday evening, Saturday into Sunday morning. 
God, why? Why have these things gone this way? Thankfully, they didn't have to wait too long before they saw what the next part of God's plan was. But, but sometimes we don't get that privilege. Sometimes it's not three days. Sometimes it is thousands of years. Jeremiah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite and least favorite, both at the same time verses is Jeremiah 29, 11, which it says this. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans that prosper for you, and not, not to harm you. And people like to put that like on a picture and put it up their house, like God, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what I I love that because I I do like that that concept that God has plans that are to, to prosper and not to harm. Appreciate that a lot. But here's the thing. Most of the people who read those original words or heard those original words, uh, they died in exile. God said, I have a plan to prosper you, not to harm you. And yet they, they died foreign in foreign lands in exile. Because the promise that he makes there actually doesn't come true for another, I think it's like a thousand years. So, so some days his promises, some days the, the other foot, the other shoe lands and it's three days. Praise Jesus. Jesus is resurrected and, and three days. That's all we that's all they had to wait for that. But sometimes it's a thousand years. The, the waiting for the Messiah in between in between the last book of the Bible, the Old Testament, and, and the when when Jesus came, thousands of years. So sometimes we don't actually in our lifetimes get the privilege of seeing what it is that God's doing. But we do have the continued choice to come back to going to saying this, God, I know who you were. I know who you are because you don't change. You haven't changed. You aren't, you, I don't, maybe I don't understand what's going on. But I know who you will be. You're the God of unfailing love. You're the God of redemption. You're the God who died for my sins. You're the God who has promised me a future and a hope and I'm going to live on that, even if I don't see it. Even if I don't see it. And it's so easy for me. I guess it's just be real honest and be real here. Real, 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 real here. Say it's so easy for me sometimes to be discouraged in this life, in my first world problems, about all the things going on. And be like, oh, God, where are you in all this? God, why, are this, why is this stuff happening? God, why? And, and yet... I'm so blessed. God has given me so much and, and put me in a great place and, I, and has all these good things, all these good things going for me. I'm so blessed. It's so great. And yet I, and I, yet I, I sound like the psalmist sometimes. God, why are you, why? God, wake up. Rouse yourself. Fix my problems. God, I've been praying. I've been asking. I've been seeking. God, why am I in this season? So easy for me to fall into that. When I really need to fall back into Paul, what Paul would say, which is, God, God, God is the great God. He is. He is moving. He is at work. He's more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I have hope because I have his spirit. So that's my encouragement for you guys today, is to find that. If you're going through something that's rough, and I don't even know what it is. Uh, I pray it's not anything extreme, but if you, if you are, remember who God was. 
remember who he is, and remember who you will be. You may not see it in this lifetime. It may not be redeemed like you want it to in this lifetime, but it will be redeemed because it is a promise made by the Holy God who is the God of unfailing love. He will not fail. And when you get down, as we do, as I do, as when life kind of just seems to drive you into that ditch, may you be lifted up. May you be re-centered, re-established as you think about who God was, who he is, and who he will continue to be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His plans are on the move. He is at work. He is redeeming. And and we may not see all of those. We may not see all the plans, uh, but we can know that he is at work. Thank you guys for listening. Hope that, that uh, is a blessing to you. I hope that you um, can see God moving um, and that you're not in the middle of a, of a miry pit and you need to be lifted out. But if you are, uh, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you would see that, that you would see God's goodness. Um, hope you have a blessed week and we'll catch you next week.